1: this for an MLS transfer. Lorenzo Insignia, Napoli's beloved son, is set to join Toronto FC this summer. A huge move for the league and the player who will enter this league as a star and a very rich one at that. We discussed the move today with the great, great crew, CBS Sports writer and MLS insider Chuck Booth and the cream of the crop in Serie A for CBS and Paramount+. Plus Lead analyst and color commentator and my good friend Matteo Bonetti. Insignia from summers in Capri to winters by lake ontario we break it all down kego lasso begins right now hey everybody welcome to kego lasso thank you so much for being part of the family we are on youtube.com forward slash kego lasso nearly seven thousand subscribers please help us pass that number and get to ten thousand by the time champions league returns i would love that Podcast as well, uh, Spotify, and of course, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. Right then, Lorenzo Insigne, cute as a button, as our friend Jimmy Conrad likes to say, is going to MLS. I love it. And I'm here by with two great colleagues and friends who will discuss it all, of course, what it means for Toronto and Lorenzo Insigne himself and Napoli as well. Let's begin, of course, first with Matteo Bonetti. Finally, we are here together. How are you, bud?
2: I must have lost all the invites in the mail, Luis. I've been waiting here patiently in the cold winter of Connecticut, so I feel like this is long overdue.
1: It is long overdue. I don't do anything by mail anymore, Mateo, so maybe it was a a lost DM, of course, but Chuck Booth, who's a recent, um, you know, colleague who has just joined CBS Sports, doing some amazing work, especially uh, on the writing things uh, uh, on the website, but Chuck, how are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. Um, Chuck, before we continue, this jersey is fire. Matteo brought it up uh, before we started taping. Talk to me about it for a second.
3: Um, so this is actually a concept kit. I'm going to unfortunately butcher the name of the team that it's supposed to be for, because it's like Pet, um, wow. which they were based out of Chernobyl. Um, and... This was um, something done kind of to honor that and also support like recovery
2: efforts in the area by Icarus
3: FC.
1: Unbelievable. Wow. I
2: don't I think, think you we're going to be the only think... person in, in the world that's wearing a, a, a Pripyat <laughs> kit right now. So consider yourself quite special in this moment, Chuck. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's beautiful. I'm wearing Napoli for the sake of the theme today, but my cousin, Allegra, My Peruvian uh, cousin, she is the South American representative, fan representative of Napoli, and she gave me this, and it's got Maradona on the back. So for the sake of uh, today's show, I thought I'd wear that, of course. But welcome, everybody, Uh, Mateo and Chuck, and let's get straight into it. Lorenzo Insignia. You're a 2020 champion, obviously a beloved son of Napoli, a star. He will be 31 by the time he joins MLS. But, Chuck, let's begin with you on Matteo. Of course, please chime in because you obviously know so much about the league as well. But let's talk about the details, Chuck Booth. It's meant to be pretty much of a record fee here.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually like dwarfing even the largest contract in MLS history with um The um, I think it's like 11.5 million dollars, well, million euros um, as a base salary. And before that, like currently about six million dollars is the top salary in MLS. So
1: which is like Vela and Chicharito, right? That's that's kind of what they're getting. Yeah. So it completely dwarfs it, as you said. So keep going, my friend. So it's 11.5 million uh, and some bonuses as well.
3: Yeah. And then also, the the one big thing here, though, is it's a five and a half year contract being handed out to a 31 year old in a league that only has three, technically four, if you count the young designated player spot. Um, So they're committing a large portion of their roster to Insignia for a long time
2: so the the one thing about that is he's probably at the tail end of his prime, right? He's still been playing some of his best football. I know that this season hasn't gone like it has in the past, but this is still a guy that's consistently scored fifteen to twenty goals every season in all competitions in city, and he's someone that doesn't really need his pace, so it's not like he's relying on his pace to be good. He's someone that stands still, can just find that angle. He's such a good passer. A very different kind of player than Jovinko too, right? Because there's obviously going to be those comparisons made. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I think that right now, someone who can deliver into his mid-30s just because of the characteristics that he has, that he's not like this pace merchant out on the wing. He's someone who kind of slows the game down, who's cerebral, who's got great passing. Who can curl in a few goals, who just needs that little burst, right? And he's so diminutive that he can always find that. The balance is going to be there. So I don't, I, I'm not as concerned with the age. And I am totally for this, by the way. If I was in senior I would have done this right away. I want to know all the people that are saying, Oh, why didn't you say in City You tell me who will deny getting triple salary, getting to live in a great city of Toronto with a huge Italian population. Like it's such a no-brainer. It's
1: a no brainer, my friend. I totally agree. And we will get into the logistics of his game as well on MLS, but also uh, Napoli and what they feel about it. But you can't help but think, right? Jovinko, cute as a button, leaves. We need another cute as a button player. And Insigne, of course, comes in. But we will get into that. But Chuck, let's come back to you for a second, because Toronto also have a new manager, right? And Bob Bradley, somebody that we all know uh, very well, uh, both uh, internationally, away from the U.S., obviously Uh, leaving LAFC and now going to Toronto FC. So what do you think that means in terms of his own role and how he can manage somebody like Insigne?
3: Well, I mean, what's interesting with that is that he's already managed a similar player in Carlos Vela at LAFC. Um, It also is interesting because of the fact that, like, not only is Bob Bradley the manager, but he's also the acting sporting director. So he's responsible for every aspect of this team. So you hope that at the end of the day, like that, he's only getting players that are going to fit his actual play style and that he's expecting everything to be hinging on what Insigne and Alonso Pozuelo can combine and do together.
2: Yeah, and, and the interchanging as well between those two is going to be pretty special. And Insigne, in the last few years, just because naturally when you're in your 30s, you do lose a little bit of that explosiveness. Again, I don't think that's really much of his game. But still, he's been playing also as an attacking midfielder. So he can do that as well. He's normally been a left winger. You know exactly what he's going to do. He loves that little cut in, the curl to the back post, or to try to find a cross as well. But he has he has been playing more centrally. So he can play two positions Very well, and it's going to be all about the interchange. And when you can get to to combine with someone who's also got that passing, that vision, it's going to be very exciting to watch. Like I am now going to make sure. Look at what it's doing to me. You know, I'm going to watch all the Toronto games because I want to see what Insinia does. So it's already drawing interest in me. Someone who covers mostly European football just like it was with Jovinko. I couldn't miss a Toronto game. I have no affiliation with Toronto. I am not Canadian, but I want to watch these guys in MLS and see what they can do. And if it's anything like what we saw from Jovinko, it's going to be spectacular.
1: Yeah, and it's exactly the same way I feel with Peruvians. I, I have a number of Peruvian players in MLS. I I, I don't really care that much about Seattle Sounders, but I'm interested in Raul Rodríguez, etc. Mexicans, of course, and Vela. So to your point, you know, the value, obviously, as well, because, you know, Insignia, can still deliver, even at 30 and turning 31. So I guess that brings me to that point. You mentioned it at the beginning, Mateo. I want to begin with you, and then Chuck, please feel free to chime in. But, you know, he is 30, turning 31. I, I know uh, it, it's not that much of a massive issue, but is there a whiff, a sniff of a retirement league situation here? For I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. What do you make of that decision? And I guess, you know, his initial uh, impact when he enters the league.
2: Look, you're going to see a lot of that, right? But mostly it's from trolls on Twitter that are trying to get engagement. Like, I don't think any of us seriously think, oh, this is a retirement league move when the guy is 30 going into 31. If he was 35 or in his late 30s, then okay, you could see it's the last payday. Hmm. He's going to be 35 at the end of the deal. You know, this is someone who I could see just like other Italians. Think of Francesco Totti went into his 40s you know players like that and I'm not saying seen is the player that Totti is but still he could play until a much later age he's setting himself up his family up he's getting triple the money that he would ever got gotten at Napoli and he even went to Corriere which is a major Italian publication and they asked them other reasons why he wanted to do this move and he said I want to be more worldly and I want my kids to learn to speak English I want them to speak other languages and I was speaking to Antonio Nocerini, who joined um, uh, Orlando and MLS a few years back from Syria. He loves living in Orlando. He loves that his kids speak English that are growing up in a, in the U.S. And, and I know Canada not in the U.S., North America, the opportunities that are presented when you do speak fluent English. So I think this is something that he's really eyed on and said, right, this is not just for me. It's for my family. It's for their future it's further worldliness so he he did give those reasons as, as massive massive uh things that convinced them that this was the right move post Napoli
3: yeah and and even going off of that like the only time that if the retirement league comes up here is if the move doesn't work hmm. um because for both Insigne and Toronto the move makes a lot of sense he has plenty of reasons, even if it's just financially and competing directly for MLS Cup, as well as the quality of life reasons when coming to Toronto, um, Toronto, if you have the ability to pull a player in of that caliber, you do it and it doesn't matter what the salary is because you just pay it. It's worth it in the end, even if it's just for the exposure and what you think he can bring for you on the field. Like, while he may not statistically do exactly what Sebastian Giovinco did, because Giovinco did leave MLS as one of the best players ever to walk through the league, um, that doesn't mean that he won't be a good signing for Toronto.
1: Absolutely. But I do become the devil's advocate once again. How much does this raise the bar and, I guess, add the pressure then, Chuck, to you first and then, Mateo add in to Toronto FC now that... Uh, Lorenzo Insigne is part of this squad, of course. You mentioned there's other players as well, right? Pozuelo, et etc. How much does this add to Toronto's pressure of making sure that at the very least, right, they get far into the playoffs?
3: Massively. Um, that and that's where my biggest concern here comes because they are in a they're in a very similar situation to LAFC with Bob Bradley before. Mm. Um, They added the Stars, they had uh, Carlos Vela, they had Diego Rossi. Um, They didn't win MLS Cup. And at the end of the day, LAFC chose to not renew Bob Bradley's contract, allowing him to go and now take on an even larger role in returning to Toronto. Um, If they don't win again, it's a pretty big failure on Bradley's part.
2: It's always difficult for me to analyze the, this kind of stuff in MLS just because of how different it is with, you know, the salaries and that you can only have a certain amount of players over that are making over a certain sum. And this isn't like the NBA, right? Where one player can 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 catapult you to the NBA Finals. You need a lot more than that with eleven players on the pitch. I know i'm I'm stating the obvious, but, That's why, you know, making this signing, I I, I think it's unfair to say, well, now you have to go and win everything because that's just not the way that football works. However, I think it is a serious statement of intent saying we're going to have perhaps the face of the league, maybe one of the most exciting players, maybe one of the most productive players. And things are expected when you have a player like that that's making that kind of money, at least to go deep into the playoffs, at least to be competitive and to build a squad that works around him that you have players that can combine well that you know exactly what you're getting from him in terms of his characteristics right because he's got to be in a system that makes sense for him and he's got to be put in those right situations
1: yeah and let's uh, the only thing that I would add though is that regardless of reaching MLS Cup or whatever I guess the bar is not that high Toronto uh ended a 13th in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, try just making it to the playoffs should be an enough kind of achievement.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
1: All right, let's move on and let's uh, leave Toronto for a second and kind of stay with the player himself and Napoli. So, Matteo, I'll come to you for this one. And then, Chuck, of course, uh, feel free to jump in. But what does this mean uh, for Napoli itself, I guess, and and fans in Naples? Like, how how have they or how will they react to this or their beloved son leaving Napoli?
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one, Luis, because Napoli fans are maybe the most passionate in Serie A, right? And we saw what happened when Gonzalo Higuain left to Juventus, that they burned his kits in the city streets. You're not going to get any of that. First of all, Lorenzo Insigne is a local boy. He's played for his boyhood club his whole life. And he's been a symbol of that club. He's been a captain. He's someone who... Brought a Napoli side that had a fraction of the budget of Juventus as the anti-Juves, the team that was challenging Juventus for Scudetti. They nearly got there a few times, but in the end, they just couldn't really get over that final hurdle deep into the season. Napoli have been to the Champions League now many times in the last decade. They've had different managers that have brought plenty of excitement. They've been out of the group stages as well. And one thing's been constant is Lorenzo Insini has been there. He's been there for a long time. But there's no way that any Serie A team right now, after COVID, with all the losses, with financial fair play, there's no way Napoli were ever going to pay Lorenzo Insigne 15 million euro around there when you add in all the bonuses. Like he, he a, a third of that maybe, but in the same token, he's playing in a position where Napoli at the moment have options. If he leaves... Chuki Lozano, I, I don't know if Chucky Lozano is going to stick around. He also made comments that maybe a bigger team was something that he's looking at. But Chuki Lozano was a left winger at PSV. That's where he was super productive. So he can take over right away. Dries Mertens can play in that position. They have plenty of options who can do the job very well. So I don't think it's as big of a loss for Napoli, especially in the stage of Insigne's career. The fact that even this season, he hasn't had the same stats that he has had in previous seasons. I think Napoli's strengths now come from different areas. Obviously, Insigne is a huge player for them, but Victor Osiman, the $90 million striker, getting him back from injury, the amazing defense that's conceded so little with uh, Khaledou Koulibaly leading uh, the back line, they'll be fine without him. I don't think it says anything about City. A. I think it's just it's one of those situations where there's no way you're going to come close to what Toronto is offering him. They're offering him a, a, a ton of money that no one in Serie A except what Cristiano Ronaldo got. No one else is making that.
3: Yeah, tur- uh, turning over the attack to Victor Osiman will be a pretty exciting thing to watch next season now that he'll be back healthy and hopefully can also use um, an exciting AFCON tournament to get back into health to finish this season well. Um, and uh, while it is an end of an era for Napoli, like you look at the rest of the team, and yeah, there's gonna compete next year. That won't be much of a question about that.
1: Yeah, and let's not forget Axel Twanzweber as well. Uh, obviously, trying to uh, get there as well to help that uh, Koulibaly absence uh when he goes to afcon but you know napoli should be very happy because you know the money's coming in for somebody that is already you know aging or whatever and, and looking as Matteo said to other players that can help facilitate at least the attacking factors let me ask you this Matteo, for a second jovinko definitely didn't suffer from this in fact he benefited from it but does this uh hurt a little bit of insignia's chances with uh, roberto mancini and and italy
2: I don't know about that. It's a completely different situation as Jovinko. Jovinko was on the fringes of the Italian national team, and he was at Juventus right before he made that move to MLS. He was hardly playing. He he just wasn't really part of the team. He wasn't part of the Italian national team. Lorenzo Insigne, let's get one thing right. Lorenzo Insigne has had a much more successful Serie A career that has gone on for a lot longer than what Sebastian Jovinko, had two good seasons in Serie A, one with Empoli, one with Parma couldn't really do much with Juventus when he got his big move to a big club. Lorenzo Insigne has been doing it at a big club for nearly a decade. So a huge difference there. I think Chovinko at Toronto, I could see why with his style that he almost looked like Lionel Messi sometimes, right? These warming runs, the highlights, everyone gets excited. If you think you're getting that from Insigne, you haven't really watched Insigne. Insigne is a very different kind of player. So, the, the 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 role that he's had on the Italian national team is way greater. He was a starter on a team that won the Euros, so it's not like he goes to Toronto and he forgets how to play football. The one thing that could go against him now is his age. Is when you start introducing players like Federico Chiesa and and mm. others that are coming through the ranks with the Italian national team that are going to push out Senior. I don't think it's he goes to Toronto and the and the manager's like, nope, that's it. He doesn't know how to play football anymore. He's still going to play. I think he's going to be called up to the World Cup, which is later in 2022. Asterix,
1: there, Matteo. Asterix, if 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 you make it to the World Cup, Matteo, let's look at two. You won a European Championship. Now suddenly you're in the World Cup already. My God.
2: Luis, Luis, <laughs> we'll get there. All right, we'll get there. Don't don't I even joke. That. I don't. I can't go nearly a decade without seeing my Italy in the world. Oh, no, take it as a Peruvian idol. This, okay? this is Where's my little Peruvian? violin.
1: As a Peruvian, this is my little violin right now. No, no, no. no, no. We already years we today. already gave
2: you Gianluca Lapadula. You've had enough. All right. Be we, happy that you have Lapadula. you And we here.
1: gave you tomatoes for your pizza. So let's do fifty fifty.
2: <laughs> 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 you also gave me the ay de gallina recipe. <laughs>
1: Very, very good. It's a very good point, though, Mateo, uh, about the fact that there are different narratives and it's more about, you know, making sure that Toronto and their fans understand that Insignia is not a carbon copy can, of can I, can
2: I just jump in really quickly? Absolutely. Just, yeah, just, so, just so Toronto fans who don't watch City I know what they're getting, this is a player who's a much better passer than Jovinko. He's a much better creator. He's got better vision. He's not someone that's going to go through 10 defenders with maizey runs. He can beat his man on the dribble, but he plays the game at a much slower pace he's not always looking to attack he's always starting on the left cuts inside plays in a brilliant ball he has this famous term in italy that i think now mls fans are gonna have to learn how to pronounce it's called tiragiro which just means a curled shot but that's his signature move now is this amazing curler to the back post he's always trying it. if you play fifa it's basically a finesse shot yeah yeah
1: absolutely i love it go ahead chuck
2: yeah and you
3: make you make a good point there because sebastian Giovinco keeps being the comp for insignia's move to MLS, but Toronto already has their Sebastian Giovinco replacement. That's mm. Um With insignia coming like you can't really expect even like a similar role or production because that's not what he's being paid to do. Um, it's going to be a different more creative type role there. And they're planning to hopefully bring in another striker. Um, that he's going to be assisting because right now um, Josie Altidore is not healthy or at the level that they need to produce in this league.
1: Yeah. Let me finish with this. Uh, Matteo, do you think that uh, Napoli will be actively looking to replace him in, uh, I mean, definitely not in January, but perhaps somebody young that can learn the traits or definitely somebody in the summer? Is there somebody specifically that's in the ranks? Or as you mentioned, it kind of depends on other players, right? If Chucky Lozano, because he loves the Premier League and all that stuff.
2: What do you think? Yeah, that's exactly it, uh, Luis. I think with the money that they spent on Chucky Lozano, that would be, in my mind, the obvious replacement. Now, let's remember, he hasn't had the most consistent run at Napoli, but he's also not played... In his best position under Ancelotti, he played it as a right-sided striker and didn't really have much of a role. Under Gattuso, he played mostly on the right side uh, of the wing where he's turned to more of a crosser. If he's on the left wing, like he was in the Dutch League when he was scoring 18 goals a season, this is someone who can do sort of that Insigne thing, that cut inside the goal scoring. I think he'd get better production, but... When you have Insinia there, you're not going to be able to play the left-wing role consistently because Insignia's got that role cemented down for himself. So I think a lot of it has to do with what Chucky Lozano's future is.
1: Chuck, to you, is Insignia's arrival one of the best ever in MLS, do you think? I mean, obviously he hasn't even touched the ground in Toronto, but where would you assess it?
3: Oh, on, on paper, easily. Um, probably the biggest MLS signing
2: since Beckham.
1: Mm it's that high up which Ibrahimovic, makes it Ribovic
2: Chuck, yeah. come on don't don't um, do my boy Ibra no, Ibrahimovic with, like that it's <laughs> but but with but with
3: Ibra like he he has the name but he was also coming off a massive injury at Manchester United um this is insignia still coming ba- basically at the top of his game
1: yeah i think i see it like this guys i think david beckham uh changed MLS, right? I think Slatan Ibrahimović transcends anybody because when we talk about Vela, Chicharito, like obviously that's good for the Mexican audience, which is a much needed MLS. But Slatan, anybody, anybody paid attention to Slatan. He scores a, a goal, everybody. In Signia, I mean, this type of arrival, aside from the Italian, Canadian, Italian, American uh, fan base, it's just big regardless. And I think it is just as big sin- and possibly maybe since Becca. Before we leave, I would love to leave Uh, final thoughts from both of you anything that we haven't brought up regarding Insignia and and what this means to MLS or anything else Matteo Bonerias uh, obviously you're taking a nice little break before Serie A comes back
2: (laughs) no listen Toronto is an obvious destination I think just like New York is but Toronto I think is the city with one of the cities with the most Italian expats second generation Italians Jovinko's talked about how amazing it was to settle down there that at times he felt like he was still at home so I think they really do have that going in their favor and knowing their local fan base, the soccer fans that live in the Toronto area, that they are maybe watching Serie A. They know these players. They're going to buy season tickets if one of these guys, that's why you've even heard Andrea Bellotti, being linked as Ooh. that final striker, a piece of the puzzle, the Torino striker, to joining Senior, which would be absolutely amazing. You get all the Italian heritage into the stadium. I, I think it's a no brainer. And anyone who says, How could he do this? Let's see what you do when you get to go live in a cool place and make <laughs> triple your salary. Let's see you say, No, I'm going to stick to my guns. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get, Give me a break. Get You're out lying. of here. You're lying to yourself <laughs> if you say you wouldn't do it. Triple your salary. I you love move it. To Alaska, right now for that. <laughs> uh chuck final thoughts
3: um i'm just excited at the end of the day to see how this works out because no matter what it's gonna make for great viewing and great writing
1: 100 and to your point thank you so much everybody for being here hey matteo bonetti thank you so much brother
2: thanks Luis. great to be back man chuck thank you my friend thanks for having me
1: Thank you, everybody, for being part of Kegolasso. Lasso, Lasso Pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kego Lasso. You can follow Matteo Bonetti Bonetti on Twitter. He is our lead analyst, color commentator for Serie A, CBS Sports and Paramount Plus, and Chuck Booth, Chuck Booth Sport, uh, one of our best writers here at CBS Sports Soccer. You can follow all his content on CBS Sports.com. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. And Lorenzo Ensigna is coming to MLS. I personally can't wait. We'll see you next time.